0: Looking to start your own podcast? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Women Changing the Game. I'm super excited to bring to you our next guest today. She's super awesome. She is a match presentation associate at the New York City Football Club, where they play at Yankee Stadium. Her previous jobs entailed game presentation and Game production at the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Tampa Bay Rays, and she also worked with the Islanders and the Nets. Welcome, Maddie Ulrich.
1: Thank did you say, so much for
0: having me. Did I say your name correct? Your last name correctly now? I
1: honestly blacked out. I wasn't
0: thinking.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm just like trying to think to myself, like, okay, don't panic.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, this is going to be exciting. Um, it's really cool to have Maddie on. I actually worked with her at New York City Football Club when I was a stage manager for Match Days. And that was so awesome to work. Had the on. best time. Yeah, it was honestly so fun. And it was just like really hectic and crazy because I was just specifically Match Days. So it was nice to have um, you to be there to look to and someone to be like supportive and helpful. As everyone was. Um, but yeah. I know Elle Frazier follows Women mm-hmm. Changing the Game. So we'll yes. cool just stay connected with her. And uh, yeah. no, but I really definitely looked up to you and Stephen Kokow, who is head of game presentation, which um, Maddie mentioned a little bit about him in the Instagram post for her Woman of the Week. But yeah, it, it was great to work with you guys. Like you said, exciting, but also very hectic. A lot oh, going yeah. on.
1: We loved having you. It was it was a lot of fun. I loved having our huge, like, staff and everyone just like got along. And it actually was just like such a fun time. And like, you miss those days of like, oh, there's like two other people here now, it's just three of us, and it's like, oh, this is not as fun. Like, yeah. <laughs> I miss I'm sure everyone. And
0: the matches just, have been so so different now. You know. Oh I yeah, was,
1: it's COVID just kind of you know
0: it's fun
1: to be like we were without fans for like 500 and something days so I was like more nervous walking in on the 24th being like oh my god there's other people like I have to socialize like last time I was in Yankee Stadium I was walking around there by myself like there was three of us in the control room I'm just like what are people what do I have to do like I'm smiling at people, but you can't see that I'm smiling. So, like, I just felt like so (laughs) awkward just having to socialize in general.
0: It's such a huge change. I feel like it's weird, like you said, like going from no one and then having to interact with people. But then also, when nobody was there, you kind of were missing the that being around people. Or it was like a ghost town. Like I
1: would leave after the game ended, and like like my boss was like blaring New York groove and I would get so like amped up getting off the elevator and then I was like oh I'm the only one down here and I was like, now, I'm like sent an i of myself like walking I'm like oh I'm so sad like I have no one here to like enjoy this with like it was so weird like I felt like back in 2019 when the game was over we'd all go onto the field with soccer balls for the players to sign and you just like got this whole great like little yeah. atmosphere of like the game's over we won like let's go and then it's like I'm leaving here by myself, like, oh, I have, like, nothing, like, fun to, like, talk about to my mom on the car ride home. It's just the same old, like, oh, pressing the buttons and then leaving, so it was just, it's a lot more fun, like, having the fans, and I think, like, they appreciated a lot more, too. Um, Mm -hmm. They seemed very, like, receptive to everything that we did, and you could just tell, like, people were so happy to be back.
0: Yeah, that's great. That's exciting, the change, and it's crazy what what things were, but now it's great that things are getting back into normal, but um, before we get into all that stuff, like I said, I introduced you in the beginning working for these Tampa Bay teams, and I forgot as I was, you know, putting this together that you went to school in Tampa, and I'd love to know just, you know, what was the reason, again, for people who don't know, like, why you went from Tampa to new york now but also like why you went to school in tampa and just the switch up of new york and tampa because huge different different places especially weather wise but also just just different cities so um what was the reason for that um i think the biggest reason i was looking to
1: go away for school regardless i didn't want to stay on long island my hometown is very like if you grew up here you stay here like my parents went to school at my high school. They like, I grew up here. I, we lived down the block from my grandparents. Like, it's just like wild. And I was like, this is not what I want for myself. You know, I wanna go out, I wanna experience the world. I don't wanna be that person that born and raised in West Islip, stays here, does never leave, raise their kids here. Um, so when I was in high school, I like sat down with my guidance counselor and she's like, okay, like, let's look at your best classes and see what the best path is for you, like, what class do you like the best, all this stuff, and at that point, my sister had gone to school for medical, and my parents were, like, oh, like, that's a really great route, like, maybe you should do that, like, oh, like, you should do radiology, and I was, like, that's, like, telling people they're sick, no, thank you, I can't handle that, my conscience, I would cry every day, a huge and my difference get- <laughs> that's a big responsibility, <laughs> um, so, I was taking a sport marketing class in high school and I loved it. I was like one of the only girls in the class. Like my fantasy football team was the best. Like my baseball team, like hockey, like everything I did, my teacher was like, you have to do this. Like, there's no way you can't work in sports. Like, you know, everything. And at first it was very much like stats based because I was really good with numbers and statistics and all that stuff. And um, when I went down and looked at Tampa, they have one of the best sport management programs and I could walk all of 15 minutes to get to Emily Arena where the Lightning played. And I was like, this is so super ideal. At the time I was like, it's NHL or it's nothing. Like I wanna work in the NHL, I'll die to work in the NHL. (laughs) And then I was like, oh, maybe that's not so practical. (laughs) But yeah, I went down, saw the campus and I immediately fell in love with it. I was like in the process of applying at like St. John's and Towson and I just didn't even finish applying. Like Uh St. John's you, they do like on campus, like interviews for your application and they come to your high school. I didn't even show up. Wow. Like my guidance counselor was like, oh, your interviews at the, I was like, oh yeah, sorry. Um, something came up with this teacher or whatever. <laughs> and my mom's like, how did the interview with St. John's go? And I was like, like oh, it didn't go. Uh... I was like, oh, it was great. And then like two years later, I was like, yeah, I never showed up. <laughs> um, so I was just cool. so like in love with that school and going into it. I wanted to play tennis there. I grew up playing tennis and I I thought I wanted to play collegiate. And then I saw how grueling it was. Like we needed so many internship hours just to graduate. And I was like, this doesn't really seem practical. And on paper, yes, I love tennis. I wanted to play so bad, but like my odds of going pro are long. Like I'm 18 years old. There's girls, there's girls that are 16 years old that are like playing in the USTA. So I was like, yeah. okay, that's like cloud nine dream. So when I got back and I went back to class, um, my sport marketing teacher was like, you're going to Tampa. He's like, I have to connect you with my brother. He works at the Lightning. I had no idea what his brother did. I just knew he worked at the Lightning. So that was like the biggest reason, just because all the sports teams were so close to each other that I had a great opportunity to immerse myself into the NFL if I wanted to the Mm -hmm. nhl they have the usl down there the usl headquarters are in tampa and the rays so i was like this is just a really great opportunity so yeah that was the biggest reason like going down there was just an escape from long island and not getting stuck here for the rest of my life as i moved back i'm honestly (laughs) Um, yeah but you
0: went and saw like what you you had that experience And Mm -hmm. it seemed like everything kind of was meant to be in a way, Mm -hmm. as you were going through the process of telling your story, like everything was for a reason and missing your interview was for a reason. And (laughs) now, now you're back here. So um, what was, you know, like, what was the reason for um, coming back with your initial, you know, process of going back? Well,
1: I had just graduated from college in 2018 and I moved back in January of 2019 and in like the end like one of the last classes that I had it was like a senior class you had to take basically just like an exit class for my major yeah and like in the last class the professor asked who has job offers who has a full-time job
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and like one person raised their hand no one in my class had like, full-time jobs lined up out of college, so I was, like, you know what, I was, like, I have a job down here, why am I gonna move home, completely restart, like, I might as well be working down here and applying for jobs, so literally, like, seven days after graduation, I, like, told my parents, I was, like, yeah, I'm staying down here, I had to find a new apartment, all this stuff, like, huh. it was just such a last-minute thing, like, after graduation, I was supposed to be packing up my stuff and going back to New York, yeah, so, That summer I was back at the Rays, um, went back and had another season at the Lightning, had a few interviews here and there, but it just got to a point where I was like, okay, my apartment complex called me, I signed a six month lease and they called me, they're like, hey, like your lease is up in a month. Mm -hmm. Are you gonna resign? And I remember sitting there, I was like, oh my God, like I had to make a decision in a day. And I was sitting there, I was like, okay, like, let's look at this realistically there's not a lot of full-time opportunities for me down here. And I wasn't at the point where I was like, all right, there's no opportunities here for me. Let me find a job outside of sports. I was like, Tampa wasn't really that place for me where I was like, I love the city. I'm okay with working outside of sports just to stay here. Mm -hmm. And that necessarily wasn't how I felt. I remember calling my dad and I was like, I think I want to come home. And he was like, yeah, he's like, you know what? Save some money, you know, have a fresh start and, like, look at the New York sports market, like, there's yeah. so many teams up here, and it was, like, that was just the smartest thing for me to do at the time, Definitely. and it was just, like, okay, like, January, I'm gone, like, I'm moving, and it was just, like, it was wild, like, it was such a bittersweet moment, because it's, like, I spent, like, almost six years down there, and I missed so much of my family, like, I miss birthdays, I miss so many holidays, because, like, I, felt guilty like taking off of work and no one Mm -hmm. was really there to replace me actually sports so right and I hadn't had a Thanksgiving in like six years so I was like okay like I think this is time like I want to be around my family again you know kind of missing Long Island a little bit just Mm -hmm. because I missed my family so much so I packed up all my stuff took the train up to New York and I'm still here
0: yeah no I'm glad I asked you that story it's cool to hear um what you kind of went through, because I think it's really relatable for people who move to different states, you kind of go through a process of needing that outside experience of your state. And then also once you kind of get that experience, some people feel like I actually kind of want to go back and that makes them realize. which it's great to then go and know that you had that experience and then you know and then your mind changes again maybe you'll move away again you never know so it's it's great to hear the process because I think a lot of people worry about that you know where they're going to be is a big thing for a lot of people especially Mm -hmm. in sports but um, going back to game presentation why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about what exactly that department entails for those of um our listeners who don't really know what that is um game presentation
1: is a lot it has to do with the pre-production of everything of all the content and then the actual live production of it Mm -hmm. so the biggest thing like i guess like the easiest way to describe it's like everything from the anthem singers, color guards, the videos you see on the board, ads that are run, music sets, music that is played, halftime games, intermission games, whistle, like the contest we do with fans, recognitions, all of that stuff. Me and my boss basically script that whole thing. We plan everything. We find anthem singers, color guards, we pick what game we wanna do, any like player features we come up with that content, we shoot it, and then we play it in house. So on a game day, like it's everything from getting the teams out on the field, getting the refs out on the field, getting like kickoff on time, coin toss, like all of that stuff is like scripted to a millisecond basically. Mm -hmm. So that's like more of the live stuff. And then during the off season, he and I are, like my boss and I, we basically come up with like all the content and we come up with the look and feel and the vibe that we want for that year. Like we send each other music for like three months straight. Like, hey, what do you think of this song? Or like, hey, what do you think of this? And Mm -hmm. a lot of stuff, like it's very creative in the off season to come up with all these videos. Like Mm -hmm. our stuff this year, I don't know what it was but like we were so obsessed with Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse like all the different types of animations that they use the music like that movie was just like gold to us yeah so we were just like sending each other stuff back and forth and like there was one night um I was watching like the behind the scenes to the making of the Mandalorian and I was like okay hi I know you don't like Star Wars this is really nerdy but like you have to look at this like John Favreau <laughs> was like my god I adore that man <laughs> so much and it's just like so much fun to do all the creative stuff and then get to watch all of it happened like in real life. It's just so, it's so much, but it's so like it's so rewarding and so cool to like be able to say like, hey, like those are my ideas that are on the board right now. Like, yeah. oh, that game that's going on, yeah, that was my idea. Like, it's just a lot of fun, and the fans love it, and they like react to it so well. And it's just it's a fun mix of the creative side with the actual like hardworking live side.
0: Yeah, for sure, and you kind of um you know, put that together well. And the fact that you can be creative and kind of, you know, do stuff like you talked about loving Star Wars and then be able to put that into the show is really yeah. cool how you can use your own, like, likes and thoughts and creative ideas and put it into the show and then to put it all together. It's a lot that goes into it. And, you know, everything you said was was a lot. Like, you just have yeah. to go in. And knowing that, um, you know, working for match days and seeing it all come together that was like really where I was like, wow, a lot goes into this that you don't even know about. And the mm-hmm. fact that you and your boss, Steven, are you know, great at working together and coming up with ideas and being able to text each other and send music to each other, I think is really important too, to have a great relationship like that with your boss, where you can um, bounce things off of each other. So would you say now that that's your favorite part, you kind of talked about um, how rewarding it is. To see it all come together and your own ideas, yeah, I think that's definitely my favorite part. I love, like, when we get like a rough cut
1: of our open video, and like me and Stephen like sit in the office and we're like, ooh, like with the popcorn, like yeah. getting ready to watch it, and just like the chills you get, and seeing like him like react, like he's awesome. He takes every single idea that I throw out there, and he like runs with it, and he's like, oh, he's like, I love that. Like, let's do that. Like, and runs with it. It's just like to have a boss that like sees your creativity and is like, basically it's like, oh, like that's great. Like, and keeps, not in a sense, like the word that's coming to my mind is like rewarding, but it's like, he actually like takes my ideas and things that I suggest very seriously. Mm -hmm. And it's awesome. And I think it makes such a great dynamic between the two of us and getting to see the show that he and I created, like it was so heavily- like a team effort this year and to like be there on the 24th first game back with fans I was like standing in the dugout and I saw like a little glimpse of our open video and I just like heard the music I remember how many times we sent a rough cut of this edit of music back and forth being like Mm -hmm. what do you think well this part and this second and this like little note here like to see all that just like come together like I literally just got like goosebumps and I was like
0: yeah I would this
1: is Like, it was amazing.
0: Yeah, that's exciting. And uh, I can only imagine the feeling (laughs) of knowing that and just being in the stadium and knowing that all your hard work is finally coming together and being able to see it and the fans being able to see it. Really cool. And then what would you say was ours the biggest challenge of that comes along with the job?
1: I think like the physicalness if that's even a word,
0: yeah,
1: it gets physically like grueling. Like on the 24th, we, it was like a away kickoff. I got there at 5.30 in the morning. I woke up at 3.30 in the morning. I got home after like a little after six, maybe. And I looked in my watch and it was like, oh, you were at 14 miles. I did like a half marathon on our home Ooh. opener, <laughs> just between like getting power drop to our DJ and to our smokestacks and mm-hmm. getting every single thing done. Like it was just like running around Yankee stadium. It's it's so grueling. Like I was lifting stuff that I had like no business to be lifting. Like things were like heavy. And as I was like carrying it, I'm like, I can't carry this, but I'm still going to do it because it has to get done. And just like the physical And just like the labor that you have to put into it, like it was just absolutely nuts. I can't even tell you how many sandbags that I carried, how many laps around that building I ran. Like it was so grueling, but like at the end of the day, I was like, you know what? Our show was as great as it could have been for like the circumstances we were under. Like it was as great as it was because I got all that done. Like I busted my butt and got all that done and it was so challenging like in the moment I remember like standing there being like oh my god I feel like I literally just did an entire like workout like I lifted like the heaviest weights I've ever lifted in my life right now and I was just so like beat at the end of the day I couldn't feel my feet I had like frozen socks on my feet when I got home like it was just absolutely crazy but I was like sitting there I just felt like a relief off my shoulder I was like I did everything I possibly could have done so yeah it was hard but I felt so great after that game.
0: Yeah. And I think everyone going to a sporting events and big games should really appreciate, like listen to this and appreciate the people who put in the work of the, the, everything that comes together. Because now when I go to games, I like think about that, like the behind the scenes of what's going on. Yeah. And, I think that people don't even realize what goes on behind the scenes and the people that put in the hard work to make these amazing experiences happen for the audience. So yeah, Yeah. congrats to you (laughs) doing all of that (laughs) because it's a lot. Um, But you clearly enjoy game presentation and have a ton of experience in it and success. So kind of, I mean, you talked a little bit about this with uh, your choosing colleges and stuff, but how you wanted to know that you wanted to work in the field and your first kind of like job experiences with it. Boy, Um,
1: I definitely think like it goes back to when I was younger. I always like Mm -hmm. had a wild imagination like growing up and like when kids went to like sport camps, like I went to tennis camp every single summer, like I was on the court every day but like I would also want to like film cam. I always loved film, always loved production, always just like loved how movies and TV shows came together. Like I was obsessed with Harry Potter. So like every little teeny thing that I could pick up in those movies when it came to the film, like I knew it. It was just crazy. And when I was in high school, I was like, I'm going to be a fashion designer. And then I was like, wait, I don't, I don't, I don't like that that much. And I got really into like hockey in middle school. and like, I always loved football. Like I was always a very sport oriented person. Mm -hmm. So when my teacher was like, oh, like you should go into sports. I was like, okay, cool. Like, how do I go about this? Do I want to do marketing? Like, okay, marketing seems like a good way to be creative. But like my biggest thing when I was deciding what I wanted to do in sports was my favorite thing was the way that I felt walking into a sports stadium, how I felt sitting in the seats. Like I can remember my first Giants game. I remember going to my first Islanders game to see the Capitals play. Like I vividly remember those times and just like the joy that I felt like walking into a stadium, knowing I was going to go see the Yankees or the Mets or like, you know, that feeling that I got. And I always, in my heart was like, I want to recreate those moments for those people.
0: And be a part of it.
1: Right. And like, How could something I do make a person who it's their first game or it's their 500th game? How can I make them feel the way sports has always made me feel? So I went into school with a sport management degree and a marketing minor. And when was it? I think it was like my sophomore year. My high school teacher like texted me. He's like, you need to get in contact with my brother. I had no idea what his brother did not one bit and I was like okay fine like twist my arm sure I'll reach out to him yeah sent him an email He's like hey I was like I'm Maddie Ulrich like he went to high school with my parents like they're from West Islip too so I was like I'm a West Islip kid like also he's like oh my god great come into this game I have a credential for you come see what we do and I remember like walking into the building and like just like looking around I was like oh my god like this is nuts this is crazy like what is going on am I really like behind the scenes at Emily Arena watching the Tampa Bay Lightning play. And I walked upstairs and I sat next to his little podium and I just like saw everything. Turns out he's like the director of game presentation at the Tampa Bay Lightning. And I'm sitting there and I was like, crap, I'm like, this is it. This is exactly what I have to do to help fans feel exactly the way that I felt. And I was like, I need to come back for another game. Like I need to shadow you for another game. And I just saw like every single aspect. I saw what they did in the control room from calling camera shots to calling the graphics that go up on the board to watching the Zambonis go out on the ice, watching the hype team get the fans out on the ice for the intermission games, getting them off the ice, like the mascot, like every little thing, like I just tried to like absorb and I was like, oh yeah, I'm like, this is it. This yeah. is exactly like, I fell in love with it the second that I saw it um
0: it's great that and, you had that experience as um a kid to be able yeah. to get that is something that people don't really get and right can't like and then they can really decide you know this is how I yeah
1: want sophomore year at UT like you take your first sport management class your first or second semester there and then you're not back in those courses again until your junior year So you go through all like your baccalaureate classes. So they make you take finance classes They make you take accounting and uh, just like general business classes. I had to do like art classes and chemistry and bio. I was like, this is not what I want at all. I'm like, one of the sport classes coming. So by the time I was taking like those actual sport classes about like sport law, sport marketing, sport communications, like I already knew exactly what I wanted to do. And like half the kids in my class were like, I guess ticket sales. And I was like, ew, like, why do you want to do ticket sales? Like, that's not fun. Like, gross <laughs> bias. <laughs> but I was like, no, I'm like, this is it. Like, I was so sold on it. Um, and then, like, that's kind of how I got in at the Lightning, was that I was shadowing for a couple games. And uh, I think, like, end of October, November. And then I was studying abroad my sophomore spring semester. And when I came back, um, my old high school teacher texted me. He's like, my brother's home. He's been saying he needs some help at the lightning. Do you want me to throw your name into the pool? And I was like, yeah, please. Like, yeah. I will literally give up my liver to like, do this. <laughs> like, please. So he brought me in and was like, all right, this is what your duties are, blah, blah, blah all this stuff like you win. And I was like, hell yeah, I'm in. Got absolutely zero training. He's like, this is the day you show up. Literally walked in, had no idea anywhere about the stadium didn't know like how to talk to fans what to say to them how to like cue someone for like a hit or anything and Mm -hmm. I was just like taught myself
0: and the best way to learn
1: right like he just like threw me in and he's like you got this he's like Mm -hmm. I've heard great things from my brother he's like he adores you so go for it go and I just like (laughs) taught myself everything that Just I know run free
0: go ahead try everything. to accomplish everything that you're supposed
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. to <laughs> right I like felt like a deer in headlights after the first <laughs> game and like my major role at the lightning was handling the hero of the game and like the first couple games like our like the military people we had coming out had no idea they had to show up to the game wow. so like he would toss me his phone and be like hey I need you to call this phone number and I'd be like hi this is Maddie Ulrich from the Tampa Bay Lightning Um, we're expecting you at like the second period first break are you in the stadium they're like oh my god I had no idea I needed to show up and I was like I messed up I was like I felt so bad I was like oh my god like it was like such bad luck and I was just like I was just like so devastated he's like how is that your fault he's like they just didn't show up. Like, whatever. It's like that's, fine.
0: That's some of the worst um problems that happen with game presentation and that type of stuff is people being late or people not showing up. Right. And it all falls on you. Yeah. Um, you
1: can't, like, that's the biggest thing that I learned. It's like you can't control people. Like that's just like if and like that's the great thing about Steven. Like, he's like, okay, this happens, great. If these people are here, great. If it doesn't, let's move on. Like, next thing, let's go. Like, I'm not gonna sit and get mad about it. Cause like realistically that's not on us if they don't show up and there's like some teams that are so like focused on controlling the fans and controlling what they can't control like you can't control what a fan is going to do when they get onto the screen and like telling them and being like oh like staging it isn't right like it's not going to make it look good either Mm -hmm. so like that's the biggest thing I learned I'm like why are you going to try to control like the uncontrollable and then think it's your fault when it's not yeah so it's just there was a lot. There was a lot to learn, and I think I got a really like broad experience at the Lightning and dealing with so many different things. And then um, the Rays needed help. And the biggest thing like that I loved about Tampa sports was that everyone like kind of bounced around from stadium to stadium. So a lot of the camera guys Everybody knew every everyone, and yeah, and some not- of the control room guys that I knew so well, they were at. Orlando Magic they were at the Bucks like they would do like all these different things so the director at the time at the Rays like called up my boss at the Lightning and was like yo like I need some extra help like do you got anyone so he's like oh he'd like text me he's like I'm sending you over like I'm sending your name over to the Rays my manager there like called interviewed me all this stuff and he's like great okay you're coming out and that was like such a, a very different experience like being in a dome first and then going into baseball which is like very different than hockey it's like a lot slower of a a piece
0: for sure yeah wow yeah it's it's great though to have those different paced experiences and just to realize what you do like and that type of thing so with all of that experience was there a specific um match day game day or you know biggest career accomplishment you know was there a specific time that you were proud of where you said like this is the game that I'm gonna remember forever or <laughs> I don't know <laughs> um, I definitely think the most recent
1: one was our past home opener and that just spe- like spoke for itself like mm-hmm. I remember talking to Stephen after the game and he was just like you did great today and I was like don't tell me that I'm gonna cry <laughs> <laughs> such but, a good feeling yeah I think just like a lot of these moments where now it's like directing me and Steven and now it's um you know we're having fans back at the game because in 2019 the old like our old boss left like in the middle of May and then that's when I got brought on as an associate so it wasn't necessarily our show And we were so stoked for the 2020 season like we were like this is some of the best content like we absolutely loved the show that we created mm-hmm. and then like 10 days before our home opener everything just completely shut right. down so we never got to have that moment of like right. yeah you and I we killed this let's go and like completely just like f it up on this first game day and then it turned around and the game day f does but <laughs> like it was but then, so you it was, got it. So after everything. Yeah, so we pulled it together and somehow got it. And it just felt so rewarding. So it's like, I put so much into this during the off season. Like we really like put our best foot forward for all this content that we created. And that whole day, it was just like surreal. I got home and I was like, did I really wake up at 3.30 in the morning? I remember my dad was up on the couch watching old TV land, video, like TV shows, like Genie, like I Dream of Genie, And he looks at me thinking I was just getting up to let my dog out and he was like are you going to work and I was like yeah
0: I'm going to work unfortunately (laughs) I'm on my way to work
1: I slept in the next like day and a half after that game I slept 24 hours I was like there's no way I'm like that was I even think back to it now I'm like that day was just not real and I think that I just like pushed myself to a different like level that day of like hard work and Mm -hmm. I just felt like so rewarded I was like I have so much in this show this year like I have so much in this like I wanted to be the best that it could be like it's not like Steven calling me being like get this done like it was me not even calling him being like I'm getting this done like at the end you of the day the like
0: definition of hard work we tell you <laughs>
1: like nobody <laughs> can tell you otherwise <laughs> yeah it was it just felt so rewarding and mm-hmm. um I think one of my most favorite times was actually at the lightning and this is something that I think about like every morning where it's like, when I woke up at three thirty in the morning, I thought about this moment. Um, so like I said before, I used to handle like all the military guests that we had. Yeah. And this one night um, our military guest I can't remember his name, but he had a four-year-old daughter, Harper. She's probably like seven now. Um, she was the sweetest thing under the sun. So when I went over to go like talk to them and introduce myself and be like, Hey, like, this is exactly what we're doing. It's super simple just like the crowd is going to give you so much love just embrace it like really like take in this moment Mm -hmm. she was like the cutest thing ever so normally in hockey like you get your breaks at I think it was like the 12 it's like the 14 minute mark the 10 mark and like the eight minutes like some weird thing like that um but you don't get a whistle if it's like an icing or a goal or whatever Mm -hmm. so we're standing up there at the beginning of the second period we get icing, we get icing, we get icing, we get icing. We don't get the whistle for the break. And I felt so bad, this like four-year-old girl. I was like yeah. chatting with her. And normally like I would be talking more to the like the guest and be like, hey, like, you know, I see you're in the you're in the army. Like, have you been deployed before? Where have you been deployed? Like, what is your favorite part about the job? Like all this stuff. Mm-hmm. But like, I was just like so focused on her because she had like, the attention span of like a peanut. And I was like, yeah. this girl's the cutest thing ever. And the biggest thing she was like, I want a player like the beard, like a a beard, like a player. She's like, I want one of those beards. (laughs) And I was just like giggling. I was like, well, Harper, hi, you're like, you can't, you can't have a beard. I was like, trying to like think like, this is the cutest thing ever. She's like, I want to be on the ice. I want to be like them. I was like, wait, this is so adorable. Awesome. So after we got their whole hit done, I immediately like booked it downstairs and I grabbed like a t-shirt we did at t-shirt tosses, a foam puck, like anything that we give away to fans. I like grabbed every single thing. And I remember one of the guys in my office had like a foam, it was like a headband thing and it came over in the front and it was a beard. Yeah. Oh wow. And I grabbed, I was like, hi. I was like, do you need this? He was like, no, what you want? I was like, (laughs) yeah. I want it. So I grabbed it and I ran upstairs and I got to the section, like our staging section, mm-hmm. and they weren't in their seats. And I was like, oh my God, no. And I looked at my boss. I was like, please don't tell me they left. He's like, no, I don't think they did. I think they have friends in other seats. Finally found them at the third period. And I was like, Harper, I've been trying to find you <sighs> all game. And I gave her like this whole plethora of like Tampa Lightning stuff.
0: That's awesome.
1: And a few weeks later, I was sitting in our office and my boss walks out and just like hands me a card and it was from the dad saying like how great I was with her and like like I made her fall in love with the game like all this stuff like and just the way that I like dealt with her was just like awesome he's like you don't see a lot of people that like want to hang out and talk to a four-year-old like all this stuff yeah and I literally have it hanging up on my wall oh my god so this way like oh, so he's like oh you could keep this and everyone in the office is staring at me like are you gonna cry like oh you're gonna cry reading this and I, I would like, cry Outside, I was like so emotional but I was like this is exactly why I do this like yeah, this is why so like any day where I get like really discouraged I always look at that and I'm like okay Every single person in the stadium is four-year-old Harper. Like, I don't care. Like, I'm, like, this, what I do, like, mindset. this is all, like, for you. So that's, like, probably my favorite memory because it's, like, okay, my hard work, like, everything that I'm doing is paying off. Like, I am having this effect on fans. Like, I am making great memories for these people. Like, just keep, like, just keep pushing through. <laughs>
0: Yeah. And the fact that you can like change a little girl's life like that and, mm-hmm. you know, make her think a whole different way about sports. And that's really cool. And yeah. exciting, rewarding feeling. Wow. Mm-hmm. I love that story. I would <laughs> cry if I read that. And I feel like that's such a motivating thing to have that, yeah. word, you know, and just to always look at it. Um, So a straying away a little bit from just work and just game presentation in general I think that having time to recharge and like keep your motivation up outside of working in sports for me definitely is important I love working out I love journaling those are like my kind of things and from what I remember from you you're into CrossFit right so I do want to talk about that and you know what it means to you outside of working and and how you are involved with CrossFit. Yeah. Um, so I
1: got involved in CrossFit, I think. It was when I got back from London. So going into my junior year, I think it was like 2017. I don't know. I think I've been doing it for five years. I lost count. Cool. Um, Good. I started doing it back then. One of the first like workouts I did was a hero workout. So like over the summer, a lot of gyms do like heroes of summer. So there are these workouts that are named after first responders or military people who had lost their lives for our country and that was like the first workout I did and I remember like walking out and I was like oh my god I was like I can't my whole body is shaking (laughs) this is the best feeling in the world and I just felt like so empowered and I was always on a tennis court growing up I was a huge tennis player I always had like a super like broad back I had a lot of muscle like all this stuff and I never felt like my body like fit in And I remember walking into that gym and like seeing the thighs on some of these girls. I was like, okay, that's what I want. I was like, all right. It was like just such a great space for me to walk into and be like, okay, I may not be a twig and I may not have like the biggest muscles or look like super like built, but like my body was like accepted there. And I think that's what made me fall in love with it rather than being a part of a regular gym was that no matter what I look like, it doesn't matter. No one cares. They care about the work you put into it. Mm -hmm. They don't care how much weight you're putting on the bar. They don't care how many pull-ups you could do, or even if you can do pull-ups, they just want you to show up and work as hard as you can. And I absolutely love that mentality. And I love the community aspect where like some of my best friends I met in a gym and they're older than me. I called them my mom. They were like my emergency contact in Tampa. And Mm -hmm like the absolute best relationships that I have found were in the gym and I just love that so much and I think now it's such a great escape that it's like especially with COVID Mm -hmm. it's like going outside getting in a workout sweating like working so hard putting 100% into the workouts that I'm doing and then also having that translate to a game day and I've never been so grateful to lifting everything running around you better be in
0: shape (laughs) right
1: (laughs) and it was funny because like I remember I was on a call with my boss and like Steven and he was like honestly he's like thank god he's like I know sometimes (laughs) like I make fun that you do crossfit he's like thank god and I was like I know I was like literally I walked into the gym I was teaching um the Monday after that game and I literally was like guys I've never felt so grateful that like I'm like crazy about CrossFit. Like I was doing like, like functional fitness. This is what they're talking about. Like this is real life situations (laughs) that I'm doing all these movements. And like, that's, it was just like, it was so cool to see all that in translation. It's just such a great way to like, let out your anger, anxiety, like anything. And just having like a really great gym behind you and where you could just go and like forget about all the bad stuff is just like the Mm -hmm. best escape in the world.
0: Yeah I think you put it perfectly with the word escape it's definitely something where you can clear your mind and kind of take a break from work and get all of that out in the gym um so serious question do you have to do CrossFit to be in the department of game presentation no No. No. (laughs) just had to clear that up (laughs) it's good it's a plus
1: you don't talk about that in your interview no no most people on a game day they're not lifting as much as I lift that was just like a very weird day
0: (laughs) all right um no so I pretty much just want to wrap it up because you gave some really great advice you know shared really great stories and wrap it up with just advice that you have for the younger generation wanting to enter the industry of sports and enter the industry of game presentation as well
1: I think the biggest thing is just always be like true to yourself, like be so like unapologetically authentic that like people are almost like jealous of just like how true you are to yourself. I definitely think I lost myself a little bit being in Florida, being away from my family um trying to be somebody that I wasn't to fit into an organization and I realized like if I can't be myself why am I here and if like you're sitting in a setting and you're like I have to be a certain way to be accepted here for me to move forward for me to grow for all this stuff like that's not the best place for you and I think coming home finding NYCFC finding my boss And just like being around my family, like I was able to like, in a sense, find myself again and like, feel more like myself to a point where like, you know, I just like, I feel like a lot like more whole. And Mm -hmm. I feel like within the sporting industry, especially being a woman, like, it's like, you have to be a certain way Mm -hmm. to be able to succeed. And I just think like, if you're yourself you'll go far rather than being fake and trying to be somebody that you're not just to move forward
0: I love that that's great advice and I think you did find your place with New York City football yeah. Club, and really being able to be yourself you talked about it being able to put in your creative ideas and things you like and not trying to be somebody you're not is so important mm-hmm. and that's definitely some unique advice because I haven't heard that yet really is just like seriously be true to yourself and mm-hmm even being a woman in the sports industry that's so important and not try to fit in with the crowd so yeah thank you for all of that thank you for sharing your stories for sharing advice it was so great. thank
1: you for having me
0: of course